It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Welcome to the Postpartum Coach Podcast, where we embrace our needs as moms, we learn how to lead ourselves first, then our families, and where we create our own healing from the inside out and find our way to the work we were meant to do in this world. I'm your host, a fellow mom of three, a songwriter, life coach, and wellness advocate, Liz Langston. Hello, lovely ladies. How are we? Postpartum mamas. How you doing? Where does today find you? Or tonight, maybe? Are you doing dishes? Are you putting your feet up by the fire? Are you driving kids around? Are you headed to your OB checkup or the pediatrician? I would just love to know, and I want you to know that my heart is with you. I think about you constantly, and um, I'm actually redesigning kind of the back end of my business and my coaching right now to really make it easier for you guys to coach with me. I'm doing all that I can, so know that I'm getting pretty excited about being able to um, make things easier than ever to work with Lizzie Langston as your certified postpartum life coach. So today, since it's Thanksgiving weekend, I hope you're going to be getting this on Black Friday. I hope you are madly shopping if that's what you're into, or you're totally avoiding it if that's what you're into. Me personally, I'm totally an avoider of Black Friday. You probably couldn't really pay me to go out. I used to think it was fun, and then I just did it a few times, and then I realized that Amazon's pretty great. So (laughs) we'll forego the lines. I don't love lines and crowds of people. It's true. Today we're going to be talking about, or I am going to just be sharing some gratitude. I'm going to go through my postpartum story all the way up to my current life, and I'm going to be sharing just a few things that I'm grateful for and why, and hopefully this episode will offer you wisdom into your own past and things that you could see potentially to be grateful for that maybe you didn't before. And also, I hope that this episode inspires you into some more gratitude. I want you to know that if you're struggling postpartum, gratitude is one of those strategies that can actually completely reset your mood and day. And the reason is that by saying, I'm grateful for dot, 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 even something that you uh, don't feel that way about necessarily, when you start to look at your life through the lens of gratitude, you are oftentimes able to catch new perspectives and see new possibilities. I think gratitude is sort of like a gate opener to new paths that we can walk down emotionally. And so if you're feeling a little bit stuck, um, or maybe you're just overwhelmed on vacation for the holiday, or maybe you're feeling a little bit irked by some family members that you haven't been around in a while and you're with them for Thanksgiving time, 
Um, though I won't probably, or maybe, I don't know, depends on what you're going through, but though I won't necessarily talk about exactly what you're going through, I hope that through today's episode, you can see some parallels and take away some little nuggets of inspiring ways to look at your situation, whatever it is that you're struggling with that can help set you free in ways that you wouldn't have had you not listened in today. So thank you for sharing your precious time with me. And if this episode serves you, or if any of my episodes have, and you haven't done this yet, please do consider leaving me a review on iTunes to help other mamas find this work too. All right, without further ado, here we go. The first thing I want to express gratitude for, and literally the first thing that came to mind when I was putting this all together is nurses. I had my first two babies in the hospital with an epidural. Um, my third baby, I opted for a unmedicated delivery in a birth center. Um, the nurses that I met, even though they were all different, right? Every 12 hours they switched shifts, which I didn't love. And that's one of the things that made me want to go to a birth center where I had a chance to really intimately know the people who would be helping me during that vulnerable birth experience. But I admire and love nurses so much. Now, not all of the nurses that I had experiences with were my favorite, but it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, they have chosen a profession where they are willing to be with people in suffering. And many times nurses do the things that have to be done that nobody else can do or will do. And they're just with us as the patients in the medical facilities at our worst and again, most vulnerable times. They're often the first people to be complained to. They are just so service oriented. And again, I I speak broadly here, but by far, most of the time, I'd say 90% of the time, this is my experience with nurses. And sure, they have their moments where they might be a little grumpy, a little sleep deprived, a little overworked. And I do feel for them with that. But um, overall, just with my birth experiences, the nurses were pivotal in closing the gap between us and the doctors and really helping us speak the language of the medical system and helping us get what we needed and feel comfortable. And I'm so grateful for nurses everywhere. I have so many good friends and Um, mothers of my good friends who are nurses or have been nurses. And I just think it's such a beautiful profession that draws in the most beautiful souls. And I, I'm a little choked up. Like when I was writing that down, I felt that I remember after my first baby was born, it was pretty shortly after he was born, he was born in April. And I think it was maybe May, early May, it was like international nurse day or something. And I was super weak postpartum still, (laughs) But I went to Costco and I got some hand lotions, some nice hand lotions, and I took them home and I wrote a little note for each of the nurses. I remembered all their names. There were three of them that really were integral in helping me um, with the postpartum hemorrhaging that I had and then the blood transfusion and just kind of helping encourage me because I wanted to stay at the hospital longer, but for insurance, we couldn't. And, um, my baby had jaundice and they were just so helpful in encouraging me that everything would be okay and teaching me ways that I could care for myself and my girl parts once I got home. And this was all just so new to me and they were so patient and you know, the money doesn't buy patience. They don't get paid to be patient. And yet 
So many of them are. And so if you know a nurse, you can feel free to send this episode to them. They need to know how much I and all the other mothers appreciate them. The next thing I want to express gratitude for with my postpartum journey are the blood donors who I will never know, but donated blood so that I could have two units of blood available to me. For those who haven't heard previous episodes, I hemorrhaged postpartum. I had been on been put on magnesium, which is a muscle relaxant. And I had been put on it to keep me from seizing, which is totally a great decision uh, for preeclampsia. So it preserved the health of my brain. We can't replace brains, but we can replace blood. And so one of the side effects of being on that magnesium and preserving my brain is that I lost 25% of my blood in my body. And after losing that much of your blood supply, you get really weak. And because of that, the doctor recommended that I do a two unit blood transfusion. And so I just want to express gratitude for the people that I will never know who donated blood so that I could have life in me a little faster after losing so much blood. And I still took about 12 weeks before I felt me again, as far as being able to get up, get dressed, get the kids ready and go out somewhere and, and like carry things. So it was a slower recovery than many, but I'm so glad it wasn't worse because of the blood donors. One weird thing is that I got a ton of mosquito bites ever since I've had that blood donated, like mosquitoes, at least in Arizona, they loved me. It was crazy. And I was like, is this finally, I realized after getting like 88 mosquito bites in one summer, I was like, you know, I wonder if it's just the new blood, like just tastes differently and the mosquitoes love it. It was really annoying, but all things considered, I'm still grateful because I was able to recover. And so I'm so grateful for that blood that the donors gave. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I am also grateful to my first baby, Jensen. He uh, was really healthy and strong, and I had a lot of recovering and healing to do postpartum, especially in the hospital when I was bleeding and everything. And I just kept thinking, he's my strong baby, because if he had needed a lot of attention, we would have been so much more separated. But because he could kind of just eat and then sleep and then eat and then sleep and be a healthy little baby, I was able to focus on me and my husband was able to focus on me and get me so much more cared for. So I'm so grateful that my first baby Jensen was so healthy and strong. I'm also grateful that he had jaundice. Um, and at the time I was scared and nervous about it. I was a first time mom and I didn't know what that meant, but I have since realized that because he had jaundice and he needed to stay at the hospital for a whole day well, a night and a day, um, I was able to go home and get tons of sleep and just really recover from all that hemorrhaging that I did and all of the traumatic hospital events that happened. And so I'm just so grateful that little Jensen actually came when he did and had the jaundice. He was so small. He was like five pounds, 
15 ounces when he was born and then he proceeded to lose a little bit of weight and then gain, you know, as they always do. Um, but I'm grateful for that jaundice because in hindsight, I don't know what I would have done had I gone home with a newborn as tired and as exhausted from all the blood loss that I was. And so, um, I think truly the universe has our back as moms. And if we have eyes to see it, it doesn't seem like it sometimes, but if we have eyes to see it and if we're looking for it, we can find how everything is working together in our favor. The next thing I wanted to express gratitude for, or person, I should say, is uh, my OBGYN in Gilbert, Arizona, with University OBGYN, Dr. Hewish. He was always so upbeat and didn't really go into a lot of depth, like, and that was really calm, calming for me because I was kind of a busy mind and I wanted to know the worst case scenario and go to the scary places when we talked about preeclampsia and getting induced and just everything from the very beginning when it came to me and pregnancy, I just had so many questions for him and he didn't indulge that part of my brain that just wanted to go to the worst case scenario. He was just so matter of fact And that actually really helped me to kind of calm down. I know when I did have the complications that I had, I felt resentment towards him for not having told me more. But ultimately, I think that that was exactly what I needed at that time. And the truth is with preeclampsia, we don't know what causes it. They still don't know what causes it as far as I know. And so there really wasn't a a lot to be said. And I'm very grateful that he made the decision to keep me on magnesium, even though I did hemorrhage, I am grateful to this day that my brain remained completely unaffected. And I was able, you know, despite the really high blood pressure that I was experiencing, I didn't ever have a seizure and I am okay. And I'm grateful for that. I am also grateful for the United States and the medical system we have. So many people find issues in it. I find issues in it. And yet at the end of the the day, despite the costs or its imperfections, I am so in love with America and I'm dang grateful for the hospitals we have. Despite people even who are associated, you know, or part of our medical system who I feel sometimes that health and wellness are not their one hundred percent number one priority. And honestly, that happens when you turn medicine into a business, but Hey, I am just so grateful that we have these places we can go and that we have access to healthcare. It still serves so well. I'm grateful for credit cards and the ability to borrow money when you're in a crunch and you can't pay medical bills. I am grateful for student loans and how we're able to use debt as a strategy to invest in our minds. When we are dirt poor, we have access to money to help us have a certain level of training before we can afford to have it so that we can go on and create money for the rest of our lives. I'm so grateful for whoever thought of that strategy and for the first time branched out and took a risk on somebody who couldn't afford the money that they were going to borrow, but who they betted on. And I'm just grateful that credit card companies or student loan associations or the branches of our banks or our credit unions are willing to let us borrow money. And I understand that they make money from us borrowing money and that there's advantages with them and there's limitations. I get it, but I'm just grateful that that's a thing because especially when I've started a business, I'm grateful for the mentors who have taught me that debt is not always a bad or shameful thing. It's, it's not always bad or shameful to use debt and debt can be a strategy 
I love that. And that's really helped me truly invest in myself and my mind and increase the reach of my life. And I know there's a lot of women and moms who don't feel that way. And if that's you, I, I told no judgment, like it's a totally personal thing. Um, but I do just want to share that debt has been something that when used with responsibility, it's been something that's really helped me to achieve my dreams and to come back around and pay that debt back. And all of the growth that's in that process has been really beautiful. I'm grateful for the winter of January through March, 2016. I'll tell you really quickly the lowdown. So I had a baby in December of 2015 and starting in January, we all got really sick. My, my daughter, Rosalind had just been born. So she was 11 weeks old. And my son Jensen, who was 19 and a half months old at that time, got bronchiolitis and had double ear infections. So he was dizzy. Uh, and then he got actually a febrile seizure, which is just a seizure from high temperature spikes and or high temperatures. And I didn't know what that was. So we called the ambulance. He went to the hospital. Um, my daughter, my newborn got pneumonia from her brother's bronchiolitis and both were on breathing treatments, albuterol a few times a day. And that's what I was doing full time was keeping them healthy through that winter. I held out for a while, but then eventually, as you would expect, I came down with bronchitis and my husband got it as well. And so he and I were both so sick. The kids were finally starting to feel a little better, but they were still pretty sick. And I was doing doctor's visits like once or twice a week uh, for the two babies. And I remember I got food poisoning and was obviously doing the food poisoning, vomiting, diarrhea thing for about a day or so. And I remember I passed out in the shower because I was just nursing a baby and had food poisoning and I was already sick with bronchitis. And oh, it sounds so awful, right? People felt really bad for us and I felt really bad for us. And I just thought this shouldn't be happening. And I was struggling. Um, my mom was across the country on a mission and gratefully some sweet relief society sisters from our ward helped take my oldest so that I could be with the baby and stuff. Um, but this is actually kind of was me sliding down into my first round of postpartum depression. The reason I feel so grateful for this time was that my husband and I just didn't fight. We just couldn't, we were both so weak and sick and we couldn't afford to be prideful. We were humble in our marriage and we served each other constantly. And we were brought so low in energy and ability. I, I can't even recollect a time when I've had no desire to criticize him, to put him down, to nitpick. I still sometimes wish, I mean, I could just access that humility and kindness that we had towards each other for those magical couple weeks or months while it was so bad. I don't know if I could replicate that. I would like to think that I can, but sometimes I think back to that time and it helps me want to be more patient with my husband and more loving towards him. And so that's a beautiful gift. I'm grateful for my postpartum anxiety. I never would have thought that I would say those words. I think anxiety for me was so in my face. It was so overwhelming and I had no idea what to do with it. I don't even know what it was. I did not even know what it was. I would call the hotline. Like I didn't know what it was. I thought I was dying. That's what panic feels like. And it didn't help that because I didn't know what it was. I think I was just really resisting it, which made it build up even faster. 
I am grateful for all of that experience because now I can help so many moms through it and I can educate moms so that they can have more control during those circumstances for themselves. I think gratitude truly helps you feel control and power. If we can be grateful for the challenges, then we win. I'm grateful for my religion and my faith. Lately, I've been really struggling to feel socially accepted and like I fit in in my ward congregation, which is something, by the way, that is 105% because of my own thoughts about myself. We always project, right? We project our own stuff onto other people. And so the way my brain makes sense of it is that other people aren't accepting me. But really what I think I'm reflecting is how much I am still coming to terms with how much I've changed and grown this last year and a half since I found coaching and just wrapping my heart and mind around all of that and making sense of that. It it almost feels like an identity crisis. Sometimes I've become so much stronger than I used to be. I've become so independent, so capable, so resilient. I mean, it would be so hard to take me down. Whereas before a couple words my husband would say or sentences or a couple things he didn't say. And I was a mess for a day or two. And so I am so grateful for my religion and my faith because even when I feel like I'm struggling and I feel alone or I feel sad, I, I will always be a daughter of my heavenly father. And I'm so grateful that he's always listening. He never thinks I'm in despair when I do. He never believes the story, right? That I'm in despair. He just calmly listens. He's quietly watching. He hears my heartache when nobody else does. He's loved me since forever. I remember I walked outside in my backyard when I was little and I looked up at the sunshine, obviously not right at the sun, but like there was this beautiful scene in the sky and I just felt God's love descend upon me. And I will like, no matter what my religion or my faith or my actions ever, I just always will have that in my heart that God lives. He, there is a real presence up there above us and he is guiding us and and whatever you want to make sense of it as like, I call him heavenly father. And I believe that he's the father of my spirit and that I lived with him before I'll live with him after, but truly just however you want to wrap your head around that, just that feeling. I'm so grateful for that that feeling of faith and the beautiful life that has been mine as I've leaned into faith and chosen faith. And that even when I kind of isolate myself from him because my mind is full of cold and lonely and isolating thoughts, and that's just where I'm at for a while, he still gives to me and he's still there. Last but not least, I'm grateful for my husband. I think when we are in struggle as postpartum moms, our husbands are where we let fall. They are our soft landing place and our motherhood and postpartum recovery can sometimes max us out to where our marriage becomes a bit of a punching bag. (laughs) And I think honestly, that's okay. It happens. That's sometimes just where we get to with our emotions, the best tools that we have and with what life's handed to us, this does happen. And I think they can handle it. And if they can't, they'll tell you, but it's one of the ways that husbands and that my husband has continued to support me having these babies. People are like, Oh, men's man, the man's contribution to a child's life is lasts for one minute or whatever, referring to conception. But I don't think that's true at all. I think so many times our husband is what keeps us up, propped up during those times when we just want to collapse. And I want to just throw in there that 
Um, if that's not working for you, if you want and need your husband to be something that he's just not right now, there are other options. You don't need to treat your marriage like he has to be your catch-all. And if you want your marriage to just be this lovely, soft place, you can use coaching as your catch-all and I can be your catch-all. And then you can show up kinder and lovelier in your marriage and make that a safer, happier place. So sometimes marriage is all we need to catch us, but sometimes we don't want it to be. Frankly, I love coaching because I stopped using my marriage as my net to fall into. And I started using coaching as that granted, like there are sweet things about leaning on our husband and feeling like we need him and him feeling needed. I think there was a time when he said, I loved feeling needed, you know, when you were so sick and stuff, and that's really sweet. And so don't ever think that you need to completely let that go. But if it's starting to interfere with the flow and the health of your marriage, definitely check out coaching. It can be really a nice alternative. I'm just so grateful for Abram is my husband's name, his steady and imperfect support, right? Like our husbands don't always say the things we want to hear. He doesn't always say the things I want to hear. Half the time I have to basically dictate out what I want done. There's no mind reading skills, (laughs) but isn't that wonderful, right? Like I'm in my mind enough. I don't need him in there. And he is just him. And I love how him he is. And he helps me to just be me. And we go forward together and love each other. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. I hope gratitude fills your heart in abundance. And I hope you take moments, whether with your family or separately, to truly lean into gratitude and let it brighten and open up your life. I'll see you guys next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, Liz here. When I was struggling as a mom of three littles, it was actually a podcast just like this that a friend shared with me that woke me up to getting the help I needed. Please consider sharing a favorite episode with a friend or leave me a review on iTunes to help other moms find the help they need here too.